Welcome back to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Brother Steve Swarga. Brother Steve Swarga is a, a member of the faculty at Providence Baptist College. Uh, currently, the semester is teaching Genesis and a Greek class for us as well. And uh, Brother Swarga, down through the years, has been involved in Providence Baptist College teaching a whole library of classes, uh, many of which I took as a student. And so, Brother Swarga, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, it's a pleasure having you. Appreciate the opportunity. Yes, sir. Um, in your background, uh, we in today's sessions anyway, we're going to be covering uh, some of your ministry involvement that you have, uh, which includes being involved in our addictions program, Reformers Unanimous, uh, being involved as a Sunday school teacher in our newcomers class, and also um, uh, participating uh, in your uh, faculty role at Providence Baptist College. And so in today's um, episode, we're going to be talking about uh, your work with addictions and uh, those involved in them with the Reformers uh, Unanimous program at Northwest Bible Baptist Church. How did you get involved uh, in that program, Brother Swarga? Uh, was Northwest Bible Baptist Church your first exposure to that? Did you start the program? What, uh, what led you into that? A preacher had started the program, I think, around 20 years ago. Okay. It's one of the oldest RU programs around. And um, about 15 years ago, John Martin was the director, and uh, they were looking for someone to help him run the program. Mm -hmm. I became co-director. Okay. And when uh, John Martin uh, moved on, then uh, I became the director of the program. It's been about 15 years now. Okay. Um, to kind of give a start to, you know, this discussion, when we think about addictions ministries, um, often we can get this mental picture of um, maybe a homeless vagabond, you know, uh, down on his luck. Um, he's burned every bridge in his life, and he's looking and desperate for, uh, you know, hope and direction in his life. Um, but I, that's it'd be naive of me to think that that's the only type of person that's needing help with an addiction and ministry like uh, Reformers Unanimous. Uh, can you tell me who it is that we're trying to help here with addictions? We do reach the down and outers. Yes, sir. We do uh, have some that come, but here in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, uh, we find our ministry is geared more toward the up and inners. Hmm. Uh, there's uh, professional people that have addictions, and uh, most of the visitors that come, most of the newer people that come, are coming from uh, homes that are nicer than the ones we live in. Really? And, uh, We've pulled up to a couple of them recently just to follow up on people. And, and uh, two occasions, the houses were billion-dollar houses. And uh, we, were, we were shocked, you know, because sure. the people are struggling. But people of all, uh, all different walks of life uh, struggle uh, with addictions. And it's, it's not just those that are seriously addicted uh, that come to us. Um, everybody's got baggage. Uh, we've all got stuff in our past or present that uh, it's, it's just hanging on and, and we're hanging on to it and it's hanging on to us and it, it's got to go. And we get church members, we get people from other churches, uh, people to find out about our program come in the door. Sometimes there's only a small window where people really want help. And uh, we want to make sure our program's out there so people know who to call when they do decide they want to get some help. You can't help people who don't want help. Uh, a lot of our church members have come over the years and uh, taking part of the program, they came in because of one area where they had a, a weakness, and uh, they came in the door, they got in the program, and uh, r realized that they have several areas that they need to work on. And so a lot of them then stay in the program. Uh, sometimes people come just as support 
for a family member that's struggling. Okay. And they learn how to help people and end up being one of our uh, counselors. We've had that happen before. You know, the verse Hebrews 12.1 talks about the sin that doth so easily beset us. And I think that really points out the fact that you're trying to make that, you know, everybody is a candidate for an addictions program because we all have sin in our lives. And the sin that is easily besetting for me is different than the next person and theirs is different than mine. Um, and so we all need some kind of a help and support group uh, that can help us, you know, with, you know, conquer that sin in our lives, I think. Um, so can you tell us about the program? Obviously, there's a lot of different addiction programs out there. Um, how does a, an addiction program in a church-type setting differ from ones that are out in the secular world? Good question. The um, program we have, Reformers Unanimous, is a very successful program, mm -hmm. and it goes on around this country, around the world. I, there's over 30,000 people that attend on Friday nights. Wow. And uh, so it's in the last 25 years, 20, 25 years since they started the program, it's become very effective. Um, the... They boast an 80% success rate. Now, if you talk to someone in a secular program, uh, what they mean by success rate is um, people that come in the door, while they're there in their program, if they're not uh, giving into their addiction, then that's a success. Okay. But once they walk out the door, they don't track it. Yeah, that's a different story. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the recidivism rate for federal programs, you know, it's, it's crazy. Uh, they have a 3% th success rate for hard drugs in the federal programs. And we're talking an 80% success rate. What that means is people that come in the door, they attend our Friday night program every Friday night. They work through the curriculum. It's designed for them. And for most people, it takes about a year and a half to get through the curriculum. Okay. And if they get through the curriculum, they've been with us for a year and a half on Friday nights. 80 out of 100 of those people do not go back to the addiction they came in the door with. After the program yes, has sir. ended. Wow. It's, it's a, a tremendous percentage. And it is tracked. Uh, Reformers Unanimous in Rockford, uh, that's their numbers. And you get on the website and it, it just, when we tell people that who've been in, you know, the secular programs, they're, they're floored by it. They don't believe me. Sure. Uh, but we've seen that percentage at our church as well. Uh, some people get through the program more quickly. We have uh, one gentleman in our church who's um, 40 years, he was uh, the uh, Cook County Sheriff. He was in charge of the bomb squad. Okay. And uh, 40 years in law enforcement, he came to us with an addiction and, and uh, needing some help. And uh, he asked the Lord in his heart, and God turned him around. And, and he got through the whole curriculum in six months. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and God's blessing him. He and his wife are faithful members of our church today. Yes, sir. So, um, obviously, the difference between a secular program and a Christian program is the bottom line, the foundation of our faith, Jesus Christ. Um, and obviously the scripture talks about if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Um, but what happens in an RU meeting on a Friday night? Obviously the gospel is preached because many of the people that come to this program are not saved. Uh, but then how is the saved Christian benefited um, after they've trusted Christ as their savior? What, what mechanisms are there that kind of help guide this person and can give them reinforcement? The two things that really set this program apart from the secular programs, number one, it's faith-based. Like you said, you don't need a 10-step program. You need a one-step program. His name's Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, if we can lead people to Christ early on in their struggle, uh, boy, what a difference. 
And then second, the second difference between this program and others, there is a curriculum, there's homework. Mm-hmm. And on Friday nights, uh, we get together, there's three talks, prayer and testimony time. Okay. And then the challenge groups where we get into small groups and we work our way through our books, through our curriculum. Okay. And uh, that's doing our homework. And then the third talk is the preaching time. Okay, so what is this homework? I, I'm, I've never participated in that part of it. Um, is it a, a Bible study? Is it um, you know practical application in real life that you know you're asking students to do? When you get home, I want you to do this. If somebody's struggling with alcohol, practical steps with you know dealing with those situations. It's a series of books. Okay. The program is free. Uh, okay. The first book they get is free. Okay. Uh, when they come in the door the first night, they get a book to work through. Okay. It generally takes five or six weeks. And then uh, after that, they start buying the books for themselves. Okay. And uh, it's a series of books. There's um, four different books for the first Stronghold series, and then they move on uh, to a more advanced curriculum. I'm working through it. We encourage all our leaders to work through it as well. And uh, we have uh, one student who's gone through all the books three times. Wow. He's been coming eight years. Uh, the Lord used the program to help him through PTSD, mm-hmm. and uh, he's, he's doing great today. So it's basically read this book, uh, and it's book report time. A little reading, a little writing, a little memorization. Okay. Just like your homework when you were in school. Sure. Okay. Well, very good. Um, So the question that I have, you know, personally for me, I come from a good Christian home, four generations of Christianity, as far as I can tell, maybe more, I'm not sure. Um, But as a Christian kid who didn't go into, you know, addiction-type sin, I haven't seen the effects of sin, you know, of, of a sinful lifestyle in my life. I don't even know how these people got to the place where they are. Um, you know, in a, in a, you know, working with some people in, out in the ministry, you knock doors, you try to get people saved, and you'll, you scratch your head and you look at the situation people have found themselves in and you wonder, how did you get here? I don't even understand what the consequences of your sin are. And you're explaining it to me and it's blowing my mind. I don't even know where to start with you. How can I help? Um, and so maybe there's some, um, you know, assistant pastors out there who are like me, who grew up in that kind of Christian environment, and they don't even know thing one about addictions or getting out of them or how they even got into them. Uh, what's what's your, you know, your advice or suggestion for somebody like me? Well, to start with, part of what they need is salvation. And uh, once, once they've asked the Lord in their heart, it, it makes a huge difference. Sure. Some of it's just Christian discipleship for the, a new Christian. But a, a big part of uh, RU is character development. And someone like yourself that's grown up in church, mm-hmm. um, you might not have been there, done that with some of the sins sure. that you know, they've engaged in. But you do know something about character development. Mm-hmm. You do know a lot of Bible. And uh, when we have guest speakers that come, for our preaching, because one of the keys to the program is the preaching. Okay. And we have a guest speaker come once a month, laymen in the church, uh, different people. And uh, when they speak, uh, we like to have someone who's been there, done that with some of the addictions. Sure. Because the people uh, really can relate to that. That's no doubt. Preacher Gomez, been there, done that. And so he knows where they're, where they're coming from mm-hmm. when he preaches. And we like getting them to come on a Sunday to hear our preacher because of that. It's just a huge help to them. Uh, But a big part of it, like myself, I never touched alcohol or drugs. My parents did. I'm familiar with it. I grew up around it, but I never touched it. 
uh, but I can help them with their character development and biblical principles on how to get victory over those sins. So the, the preaching is key. Mm -hmm. it's, it's key. Um, the counseling is key. And uh, the group leaders that we choose are generally people who've gone through the program. They've gotten the help they need, and now they're willing to reach out and help others. And that uh, the group leaders are very important. They'll pray for them. They'll give them a phone number, who you can call when those, those triggers are being pulled, and they need someone to reach out to. Um, so basically, I mean, I, I have ammunition. I can help people with that. It's character development. It's using scripture knowledge to help somebody in their situation. Uh, but on top of that, it would be wise for somebody like me to pull somebody who has a little bit more credibility than I do, who can say, I've been there, I've been where you were, I've done what you've done, and I, uh, look at me, I've found success, i found it in Jesus Christ, and I've been able to uh, have some success in my life. Exactly right. Okay. Right. Uh, can you think of, you know, you know, don't divulge names or anything like that, can you talk about uh, some of the success stories that we've had uh, just in our program of our church? One of the uh, success stories God's allowed us to see in the last several years uh, a person who's encouraged my heart the most is my right-hand man at RU. His name's Antonio. And uh, God brought him to us about eight years ago now. Uh, he got an invitation to uh, come to church in RU uh, from uh, a co-worker okay. at the grocery store he worked at. And uh, a lady in our church, Enid, uh, he met her on a, one of the pace buses. Okay. And she gave him a tract. And uh, so he says, well, I, I got one from her and one from her. I'm going to show up. And he came. And he heard the gospel. He got saved immediately, got into our RU program. Okay. And uh, immediately his life was transformed. Uh, as soon as he got saved, he quit drinking. He quit drugs. And he did every kind of drug there was except meth. You name it, he did wow. it. Uh, he, was a, he was a vocalist in a uh, heavy metal band. It was one of the most successful bands in the Elgin area. And uh, he would he would uh, play nightclubs down in Chicago. Um, he had not lived a, a, a good lifestyle, to say the least. Yeah. Was running with some Latin kings, uh, who all ended up either dead or in jail. And uh, about eight years ago, God clean, cleaned him up, and uh, it's been fun to watch him grow. He's now one of my group leaders, and uh, he sings in our church choir when we have choir, non-COVID times. And uh, he helps with our sound booth and, and uh, the video uh, equipment at church. Uh, because of his background in the uh, rock band, he, sure. he knew quite a bit about the technology involved. And uh, God's used him as a group leader to help a lot of people at our place. And uh, it's been a real encouragement to me. Well, praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord for that. And he's an encouragement to me as well. That's wonderful. Uh, can you tell us any other tips or tricks that uh, RU, Reformers Unanimous uh, program, uses to help people out and uh, help them establish them as a Christian and uh, getting success? Another key to the program that makes it work is the journaling. Okay. Uh, we get people into the Bible and you get the Bible into people, something supernatural is going to take place. Yes, sir. Just study history. You'll see that with the Reformation. Mm -hmm. And uh, that Reformation takes place, but it's, it's transformation when they get saved. And God cleans us up through his word. He promised he would. And so we right away got to get people into the Bible where they're not just reading their Bible, but writing down what they got out of it. And so that's a key part of the program. And you're not asking too much of them. It's just a small thought probably on a daily basis that you're asking them to jot down. And there's no right and wrong answers. It's true. 
It's what did you get out of it? Yes, sir. And so the journaling is, is, is key. Another key is the uh, testifying. We have testimony time every Friday night because everybody feels like nobody else is suffering from this addiction, just me, right? Uh, and they find out during testimony time that other people have been there, done that, they struggled, and they share how did they get victory over the smokes? How did they uh, quit the anger? Uh, how did they uh, get victory over depression or anxiety? It's, people come not just for smoking or drinking. There's a, a variety of ailments, mm -hmm. mental, uh, physical, uh, spiritual, emotional, uh, that plague us today. And people come for all different kinds of things. And they find out in the testimony time, other people have struggled with that, and they got victory their top side. And so maybe I can get victory too. That's wonderful. It seems that this program deals with the whole trichotomy of man. You know, the spiritual, the mental, emotional, and the physical side of things. It's wonderful. I preached last night. We had about 70 there last night, and the teenagers came in for the preaching. Yes, they, my son David runs the Full Throttle Teen Program. Mm -hmm. He brings the teens in uh, sometimes when I'm preaching, and they were in there last night, and I, I told them, I said, you know, um, God doesn't want you to cope with your sin. He doesn't want you to cope with your addiction. Uh, the word cope and coping is not anywhere in the Bible. It's Oprah Winfrey wants you to cope. You know, she's always coaching people to cope with things. Uh, God's not interested in us coping. He's interested in us overcoming. And 27 times in the Bible, you see the word overcome, overcometh, overcoming. Because God's way more interested in us getting victory than he is us coping with some type of addiction. That's encouraging. He gives us the power and the wherewithal to do that through the Holy Spirit. That's wonderful. Check out our other conversations with Brother Swarga and our other guests at Maverick University on our YouTube channel and also on all the uh, podcast platforms uh, for our audio-only versions. Thanks so much for tuning in.